0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network look at those smiles this is a view from the bridge official podcast of the belfast Jazz for kingdom of the Giants.com. today is tuesday the 8th of march 2022 i'm david McGimsey. as you can see i'm no paddy smith he's not here he's left us holding the reins this could be a bit of a car crash uh podcast, but we'll try our very best. Manda right, Big Kitsy, Simon, how's it going, mate?
1: Hello, David.
0: Down below there, Joel Fresh from Half Times Entertainment at Inver Park. How's it going, bro?
2: Yeah, feeling a wee bit warmer now, David. Uh, nice to see you again. Um, and hopefully I won't
0: see you again for Take 3. We're doing well, boys. Let's go. Let's We're doing well. Take Here we go. But let's, let's start, as we always do, with looking at the games from weekend past. Hopefully... Oh, the old AirPods out there, but hopefully this is... Uh, up belfast giants with a 6-2 win at home to the Guildford flames goals from david goodwin lewis hook mark garside with his first of the season which i'm sure we'll come on to talk about ben nick slater doggett and scott conway around at night in the 56th minute tyler Bescarwani in goals for the belfast giants simon i'll try and well, get the goals up here while you talk about the first game what's your thoughts on it
1: uh to be honest it was, it was domination um we played really really well on friday night uh, you know, there's some good movement, there was some good goals, there was, you know, there was some, you know, really important moments for um, the, the milestones in Northern Ireland, ice hockey as well. And um, it was just to get off, to get great to get off the a good start. And and for Mark Garcay, uh night itself, you know, a goal and assist and just a fight short of a Gordie Howe hat trick. And, um, you know, coming out of a man of the Match, just wound back the years. He was absolutely brilliant and on Friday night. Uh, And obviously with the first point, um, first assist of the evening itself, he picked up um, eighth place overall, taking over um, Tim Coleman from the Cardiff Devils now um, on the uh, all-time points leaders of the Stanley Belfast Giants. And that's just, you know, for for a, it's just a phenomenal record. It's, you know, he's he's been here now 11 years, getting to 12, and um, obviously playing a forward, dropping back, playing D now. And uh, you know it's gonna it's gonna extend his longevity as, as a player here in the Belfast chance, so no doubt about that. But again, with, with regards to the game itself, just we we just control it. I mean, you know we're five nil up, and um and they got a power play, which again you know some of those the power play goals and power play chances that you just sort of try to keep them out of the way. But you you don't want them getting any momentum, getting into the next night. we sort of them that little bit of momentum because they got two goals in the third period. But um again for me it's. I just thought we played really, really well. We controlled the game. Um, Adam, with regards to ice time for, for all four nines, he just sort of run the four nines all night as much as he could. And But not many penalties that he did a great job. I think everybody got over 10 minutes of ice time, um, even with those four nines. So, yeah, steady performance. Great result to get the weekend off, a good start, because there was a little bit of anxiousness around the arena on Friday night, um, you know, coming in there, getting... If you knew if you're going to win the game, there's a strong chance you're going to go top until we found out that we changed the rules nearly big. <laughs> um, so, we, you know, everybody thought that was going to be top of the table. But um, look at the end of the day, it's it's uh, the great result, great performance, and uh, set us up
0: well for the weekend. Joel, Andrew Dixon on commentary with um, Simon at the weekend. Clocked Lindeskog very early. has been a wee bit reboundy, And mm-hmm. the boys getting around him chased him fairly early in the game. The first, second goalie in a few weeks to be chased out of the Odyssey
2: no certainly uh fantastic and, and yeah and once again we'll go back to deco being fantastic on commentary um i had the the privilege of tuning into to, to uh, the the show on friday night and really really enjoyed it great to hear Dicko. Um, but yeah you're right david and, and not only that but six different scorers is fantastic we've talked on this show in recent weeks about how we're obviously extremely privileged to have that top line and to have Goody and conway and pick doing what they do um but to have six different scores up and down that line throughout the night is just a, a little indication that we maybe don't have to rely on them just quite as hard. And scoring can come up and down the lines. Uh, Mark Garside's goal from an impossible angle was lovely to see. Um, he's been probably more of an unsung hero this season as in previous years. Um, he's maybe not cropping up with the points and the goals, but he's still doing all that hard work that you only really notice whenever it's not there or whenever it goes wrong. So, really, really lovely for for Gary to get that that moment uh, and that. that Kind of mile marker landmark moment as well um and the other thing is a uh, we goodness when was it uh Cam Knight took a hooking call just uh, before the half-hour mark, um, and once again, I'm going to keep banging this drum. But Sam Rupp uh, had two breakaways on that penalty kill, um, and I think he came close on both of them. So not only the kill providing offensive opportunities yet again, but also I think Sam Rupp continuing to to grow into the, his role in the Belfast Giants and, and continuing to contribute. I think Ruppers um, grown and grown as a player over the kind of last month or two.
0: Says anything else to add on Friday night's game before we move on?
2: No, I think Joel's pretty much covered it there. As I say, it was,
1: it was just a, you know, Lens could get, get pulled. Hughes came in for his first action for the Guilford Flames. thought he did okay, actually. You know, we uh, we were 4-0 up. We actually went 5-0 up at one point. But, um, you know, we, we we didn't seem in any danger of losing the game. It was all about, the, as I say, the game management. Three games and three nights. Get the first one out of the way. Yeah. Um, and, and Adam did a great job on the bench, as I say, with regards to um, timing and, and obviously giving the guys the chance and breath.
0: To, to play on for Saturday night on something. Let's see if we can move on. Let's see if we can, we can see if we, see if we can do this and, and add in Saturday's game. Then we obviously moved on in the SSE and the Odyssey again on Saturday night. The five-one win for your Belfast Giants. Goals from JJ Picken, it's Ben Lake, Mark Cooper, Ben Lake, and Tyler Soy with a lovely goal from the feed from. Jordan Boucher on the breakaway, um, Jackson Whistle, and that's this time for the Belfast Giants. And as Simon has said already, Hughes coming in the night before got the start for the Guildford Flames, and and Joel, um, we continued pretty much where we left off on the Friday night.
2: To be honest, this felt like. Uh I had a bit of, a bit of an air about some of those kind of earlier giants games years ago. Whenever we were really just coasting, I don't feel like we were particularly threatened at all. Um, we we seemed to dominate the the, the shot count was a little topsy turvy in the arena. Uh, it it had Guildford um, putting more saves on on than, than us putting on uh, on Hughes. It was that started Saturday, was it? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was super strong, especially first period. You were 3-0 up and coasting early in the second period. We got a little penalty heavy again uh, in, in that second period. But even with that, even with having to eat those minutes, we really didn't seem that badly threatened. Um, and then closed it out with another two in the third. This is, as bread and butter, a comfortable Giants win, as I've seen all season. I, I really just didn't feel at any point like we were being troubled.
0: Simon?
1: I I thought that I feel a wee bit differently what Joel was saying there. I thought that Guilford actually played a little bit better on Saturday night. I thought they, you know, they 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 didn't give up as many old man rushes, which the week on Friday night they were horrendous. The first I even listened to their Paul Dixon after the game and he just said they were absolutely crap on Friday night. Basically <laughs> what he said, you know, without getting into massive detail, he was not happy with their display on Friday evening. But, you know, again, we, we just did what we needed to do, David's, I mean, it's, you know, some really good performances again on Friday and Saturday just watching this goal from Boucher. What a pass right on the tape for Soysi to, to tap home. And, and you know, and there was a couple of other opportunities during the night itself that, as I say, Darcy was getting regular ice time. Um, great for JJ to get his 32nd of the season, I think it is. Um, you know, a power play goal. You know, they, they only got one power play goal. Five on five at the minute. We're just really good, and hopefully, that continues moving forward. That the second line on, on Saturday night seemed to take that step forward. Um, pretty sure wasn't the Ben They got two plus one, uh, dogs got a couple of assists, maybe three, uh, Coop's got a goal and assist, and you know, that line sort of led the led the way on Saturday night. And then again, you, you, you know, not that the first line be outdone, they obviously got the first goal in the night, so great to see, as I say, that the boys are feeling good. Um, they're know great to play. I thought Jackson Whistle was great um on Saturday night. I really thought it a strong game. Um and again it, it, you know two games and two nights at the SSC arena in front of I think it was close to eight and a half thousand fans um over the weekend. So it's, it's there's there's not really anything bad to come out of the weekend Paddy, or Davey, sorry Paddy. <laughs> close <laughs> that's, like a great, com- that's a compliment. But, um but uh yeah solid performance um and again Adam I know Adam was very happy
2: with the way the game management went as well we, we just control the game David if so you look before, at that oh sorry sorry I I just there's no view from the bridge without a bit of uh, analysis from your good self David it just doesn't feel right if you look at that to the two game series at home before we went away to Guilford obviously the Friday and the Saturday were a lot more comfortable than what was a, a much tighter game that we'll talk about soon but if you look at look at that home series yourself what what's your take two comfortable victories
0: um, yeah, I guess at times over the weekend, maybe more so on the Friday night, we kind of, would not that we let them back into the game, but we definitely, there's an element of taking the foot off the gas ever so slightly and that momentum in hockey is so hard to get. And it's so easy to lose and it's so hard to get back again. Um, I don't think it ever challenged us in, in terms of losing the game, but we did lose a little bit of momentum and I think it ended up. Was it the the Pick Goody Conway line came out towards maybe five six minutes to go and come up with a goal and just a really this game's now over. Um, it's it's easy to be guilty of that because Adam is trying to really limit players' ice time in terms of we've got three games and three nights. We're forty minutes into this. Guys, we're in a really nice position. You don't want to go for the throat at that stage. You know you want to contain your energy as much as you can. And you know I thought. I think Simon's already said about that, you know, bench management there over the weekend was absolutely superb, and you know, the, the the ice time really spread around to keep boys as fresh as we could because we had to dig deep when we went into Sunday afternoon, which I will try and bring up now. Um, Sorry, said, one
1: thing for you, one um, we can't. I have to say something about their goal on Saturday. It was an absolute laser slap shot from the top of the blue line by Watson Jamal. I think it was Jamal Watson. Um, new player in the league this year, really impressive, good skater, um, strong on the park. That shot was outstanding. So uh, great to see that. Um, obviously, getting, you know, um, well, not great to see him getting the goal, but he um, mm. just loves seeing, you know, good goals being scored. And, and I don't think Jackson has had a sniff on that one at all.
0: And then on the Sunday afternoon, hopefully by magic, it appears. Um, Belfast Giants going into an early lead through Jordan Boucher, um, mm-hmm. pegged back by Microcock. And um, then the um, Joel Behave, the Guilford Flames breaking into a 2-1 lead in the Belfast Giants, probably for me, the most crucial goal of the weekend. The goal just before the period break from Captain David Goodwin. and he comes out again and scores and, um, you know, pegged back to 3-8 and coming up with that power play goal right before the end says to uh, round off a six-point weekend yeah i mean th- th- that second goal you're talking about on from
1: from goody it was all made by bomber bomber got it into the zone just slowed everything down and they it on a plate for um goody to walk in he, there was nobody you know it was a, basically it was an odd man um advantage You know, it was a two- on- one the defenseman just says, decided to stay with the um for instead of making the shot uh, you know started taking the pass uh he just decided to let the goal concentrate on that and and niskoog in the second period pulled off an absolute wonder save. I thought yeah. it was absolutely outstanding. The pad save? Yeah. It was a leg save, yeah? And no, he made, it was a glove. I'm um, oh, sorry. He made it in a second period. It was just fantastic. Uh, but again, you know, it's all about the game management team. It started on Friday night. You know, everybody got involved. Everybody played. Yeah. As this game went on, it was, it was obviously led tighter. Guilford going back home after, you know, missed their, losing the first two games. They wanted to put a, a performance on the front of their own fans and and, and and I thought they played a lot better in their own rank than what they did on our big ice surface. And it showed, um, you know, you, you've got the likes of Goody picking up two important goals. And he started to score really important goals at really important moments. And that second and third goal for the champs on, thir- on Sunday afternoon or Sunday early evening uh, were absolutely crucial. But, you know, more importantly, the game winner our power play goal. Uh, you know, I'm not too sure how many par plays we had on, on um uh, Sunday night, I think I think it was three, um, but you know, you, you that that was probably one of the most important goals of score this season. And again, you're scoring at important times, and even coming down, you know, for the last two minutes, they pulled their goalie, and, and about ninety seconds to go, they got him off, and and uh, okay, there was a couple of opportunities, and but again, you know, another solid performance of the weekend, six points, that took us top of the league. Um, you know, I'm sure Joel went said saying about the the and Sheffield um, games over the weekend. And it, it, it's one of them ones, Davey, that we just, we, we deserve to be where we are. That's, you know, it's the hard work all season. You know, a couple of hiccups at the start of the year, a couple of games that you maybe want to want it back. And it might still come to that. But uh, I thought we were really, really good this weekend. Um, and it culminated in, in coming out with six points.
0: Joel, massive power play goal, The end. I've really, really enjoyed watching Griffin Reinhardt, quarterback in the power play all season. He gets he gets point to point and co- covers that blue line, but calm night over the last few weekends on the second power play line has been quarterback. Um, the 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 passes right and left at the top of the umbrella there at um for the for the ultimately the winning goal. Really love yep. to see it as you would say. You do love to see that. It,
2: it's uh the the I, I've obviously been continued to harp on uh incessantly about our special teams over the past few weeks. But again, I believe anyway that that this was another game where, where that <clears throat> that paid off. You know, it's it's not only that, obviously Tyler Soy, um, a player, Davy, that you backed from from right at the start of the season, backed that horse and he's come good. Um, a real clutch moment. That's another turning point of a moment. I'm getting used to these Sundays just being unbelievably anxious, by the way. I feel like we're every every <laughs> yeah. Sunday is a blockbuster where I'm dancing around my kitchen swearing to myself, and that one was no different. Thank goodness we didn't have the overtime and penalties to deal with. Um, but look, Simon said it, you know, you'd be much tighter game there. You know, you're third and three. Um, a perfect start with Jordan Boucher. Uh, that that wristster from the right circle was, it was a lovely goal to start us off. I did think that that Guilford continued in the ascendancy after that. Um, they, they equalized courtesy of uh, a man you mentioned earlier, Michael Krokuk um and uh, it was a character comeback Mike. from from 2-1 yes michael kruczek and uh, it was a character comeback then from kind of 2-1 down in the second period uh david goodwin but but david goodwin uh, obviously we we had that power play at uh at 2-1 down which very quickly became a four on four with uh, a really weird illegal equipment penalty that I hadn't seen certainly in my time following the Giants. Um, but Goody turned that four on four an opportunity to, to manage the claw one back there. David Goodwin scoring big moments at the right time, being a captain, hauling the game on his back. Obviously, Ian Waters tied it again seconds later because we don't do so, uh, easy Sundays here uh, in Belfast. Um, but look, even at the end of the game that defending at six on five to be able to send that puck north a couple of times ice the game ice any momentum um was just absolutely clutch uh i thought this was a real character win i don't even want to dare say what i'm thinking but that's the character win of a team who does well does well excellent (laughs) (laughs) what what were you reading there mate you know off somewhere different sorry we bored you
0: no, I just I've got a big smiley face down at the bottom of the screen here that you guys can't see. And, uh, <laughs> Has the VIP the, arrived? The VIP is in the building, so I'm excited about this hey, one. I'm I'm really really excited about this one. We've, look, we've covered we've covered the games six point weekend. You know, really well managed from the boys there. When you know, when you think about two games for us at home and then traveling on the Sunday and having to come up with a big win, especially when results are going different ways in other arenas for you. So. uh Let's move on to the fan agenda sponsored by Belfast Giants TV and add someone who's been a fan of since what 2003 or something when this guy came along. Since you're a wee boy, since I was a wee boy, yes.
2: <laughs> yes, there Tony Graham Walton.
0: Turn your phone wrong? around.
1: Turn the iPod around.
2: That's it.
0: It's not an there iPod. Is. I
3: had the phone because I'm not technically gifted.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're in good company, mate.
0: We've heard that about your whole career, but uh, yeah. Wally, <laughs> um, mate, it's lovely to have you on of you from the bridge. I don't know if you've been on before or it's certainly been a very long time. It's absolutely great to have you back.
3: Uh, first time. First time for everything, David. Yeah,
0: There you go, mate. And uh, you joined says I- uh, for the first time as well on Saturday night behind the mic. You enjoy that?
3: I did indeed. Yeah, it was I was awful. Like, but it was it was good fun with says says is very good, I have to say, but I was awful. <laughs>
1: I thought, you, I, think, I thought you did really well, yeah. mate. I mean, that's it, there's a lot of people with you know, there's a lot of people that, that think it's easy. It's really not easy. Um, you know, you're, you're especially the first time you've got on and you're looking around and you're trying to, you know, you're trying to basically. There's a lot of guys there that you don't know, and you you know, obviously you haven't watched that much hockey and um, don't know that many guys in the locker room anymore. So it just takes a bit of while to get used to. It. So you're back on this weekend, so you'd be all right, like. Oh, did I not tell you yet? Sorry. <laughs> okay. So you you Yeah, absolutely. One. Grand here, Wally. Let's
0: <laughs> let's let's That's what, what, We did um a series of interviews with players during COVID. We'll it one on one. And I don't know why we just didn't call you up and do this with you. So we'll do like a very, very short version of it. Belfast Giants obviously came along in the early two thousands and you were playing your hockey at the ice bowl and, and further afield. How did the opportunity come about to eventually lace them up for the Giants?
3: I was playing in Dumfries actually at the time. I played in Dumfries for a couple of years, and it was the time whenever the Giants more or less were going on there. Um, and Rob Stewart got in contact with me and asked me would I, would I be interested in signing for the Giants the following year. So it was obviously, uh, yeah, let's let's do this type of thing. But um, yeah, it all it all happened very quickly, to be honest, and uh,
0: that's really how it started. Can you remember opening night for you at the Odyssey?
3: uh yeah very (laughs) nerve-wracking as you can well imagine like but uh yeah first night was amazing i think it was sick actually before the game i was that nervous um but yeah it was (laughs) um not gonna lie i I think it did poke a couple of
4: times
3: (laughs) (laughs) i see i
2: was i was wondering whether he meant all felt queasy or he actually were just in the dress room poking your guts (laughs) that's brilliant
0: I, um, and obviously, it no, came I, along. At I, time I was actually poking my
3: guts in a cubicle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and as it came along at a time where there was, as you say, a little bit of instability, ISL, it cla- collapsed the EIHL. It just started. Rob came in as head coach of the Giants and he brought in Chris and he brought in Mark and Gareth and yourself. And it, it, it actually probably galvanized the support in terms of having those local guys all of a sudden in the roster. It, it could have went two ways for the Giants. That probably helped. Keep the crowds involved.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think um, I think everyone was able to relate to people then, as in local players, British players, and you know, I think I think I was a problem before. You know, there was a lot of Canadians and everything, but no one really knew about local British You know, local guys or British talent out there. You know, and I think with the guys coming in, not just myself, but the likes of Mark and Garth and you know, Paul Sample and Lee Jemison, guys like that. I think, you know, being from Belfast, people are relate to you then. You know what people are like. They're very proud of where they come from and they're very proud of the people that, that do well, you know what I mean? So I think that that helped the Giants in a way.
1: Well, I, you look back at the, the first game, I want to just add on there a little bit. Who was your first defensive partner?
3: I um, can't remember actually I think not be do
1: you remember who was in the first shift with you? you've been out of this game too long no. you're an absolute hour head like do you know?
2: Who who was it?
1: No, I don't know? what are you asking me? <laughs> I was watching I had a beer man.
2: This, this, I do know, I do know I it wasn't say,
1: me the first,
3: the first game was just the blur <laughs>
1: Going on, taking on the first season itself, you're getting, you know, you're, you're playing in front of your mum and dad every weekend and, and you know, you're, you're playing with your mates. You know, Davey just touched on it there, Mo and Chris McEmpsey, Marty. You're playing with your mates. You're just, you know, you, you, all you, you guys more or less come through at the same time from the junior development, you know, the whole way through as, as uh, you know, from right from a very young age. I mean, I've still got a photograph of you somewhere, um, you know, standing with me when you were about seven or eight years of age um, on the ice at the ice bowl. But, um, you know, it, it, all these kids, I all know, these guys. I were even aware of I pretty closely. I know, dead on. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to add that out, you gimp. They, no, oh, sorry. Sizzle, fix it. Uh, uh, yeah, but it, you, you look back at all those, you know, all the lads that you played with and playing in front of your family and friends every weekend. It must have been absolutely brilliant.
3: Oh, it was amazing. You know, that's it's actually one of the highlights you know it's what everyone dreams of you know you grew up playing a sport but you never actually think that you'll ever play for your hometown team in front of your family and friends and to be able to play with your mates as well it's like you know it's just the pinnacle you know it's what everyone wants to be able to do and I'm lucky enough to be able to say I've done that
2: yeah, well, it's uh, I I I may mean not want to say it. Like I'm I'm excited to have you on tonight. Like whenever I everybody growing up when they were kids, uh, well around kind of my age, you would have went to watch the Giants maybe once or twice a year in the early two thousands, whatever else. But I properly bit the bug in about twenty ten or so, um, and it was that resonating with the local guys. It was guys like you and Garth Roberts and and whoever else we had at the time. Uh, Jordan Scott-Brown, I think, played for a while that, that season as well. Uh, but it was seeing those local guys on the yeah. ice that really made me want to come back and, and see the boys. Um, and you have, to be honest, you've been kind of, uh, I'm fanboying, Davy. I'm sorry. I'm pretty much my favourite player since since I've been around the club. Um, still celebrate Wally's Day on the 12th of February every year. Uh, and if you weren't there, you, you missed out. Um, but obviously, you, you've had that decorated <laughs> career in Belfast. You were, you were the local boy that, that did it. You know, you, uh, how, how many games, Davy? Five
0: eighty four.
2: Oh, nice in stereo. Uh, obviously, your, your number hangs from the rafters. You had the testimonial. You pretty much did it all. You lifted you lifted the league championship uh, for your hometown team. How, how do you look back on it all? You know, it, you're someone who takes everything very in stride. Um, does it Does it feel kind of uh, surreal now, a couple of years down the line, to look back and see what you did?
3: Yeah, and I actually spoke to says about it the other night. Whenever we're, I was on the the show with him, you know, you kind of you're kind of living in the moment whenever you're playing. You know, you don't really understand really what you're doing until I look back now and I look back and go, "Oh my goodness, did I did I really win a, a league championship? Did I win a playoff championship? Did I win every trophy in British hockey?" You know, yes, I did. <laughs> I represented Great Britain. You know. These are the things that you know you kind of take for granted at the time, but looking back now, it's like, oh my goodness, I actually achieved them things. You know, I, you know, but you know, I'm I'm very I'm one of the very fortunate ones that have been able to do it, and you know, I would love there to be more local talent that would come along and possibly beat my record and you know represent Great Britain and you know records are there to be broken and you know if i if, if there's another local kid that can come along and beat me then that's what i would love to see happen you know
2: and there's so much sort of, uh, uh, I think, hope for the, the current crop that are coming up through. Obviously, the, the Hamo boys, um, you've got Kel Beatty, you've got Max Sturt, um, you know, I, I'm not sure how much you've been around, obviously. Life moves on. I know you're, you're a busy man at the best of times. Um, but, but does it excite you to see those young guys, You know, especially Max Stewart, who you're bound to have known pretty much since he was in nappies, since he was a toddler running around the arena? It, it must excite you to see that next generation now begin to come through.
3: Yeah, 100%. You know, as, as you touched on there, there's some very talented kids there. Max Stewart, the two Hamill brothers, Kel Beattie, you know, it's exciting. It's great for me to be able to sit back now and go, you know, do you, know, encourage them. I, I was very fortunate I had the likes of Sizz, you know, that I mm-hmm. kind of looked story. up to whenever I was yeah. a junior. Um, true story, yeah. And, you know, I was very fortunate I had talented guys that I kind of looked up to and I wanted to be as good as them, you know, and hopefully, you know, like the the likes of Mac and stuff, maybe don't look at me so much, but (laughs) maybe the other guys, but you know, there's likes of Mo and there's, you know, there's other people, Marty and, you know, and hopefully we've inspired the other people, you know, the other kids, the little kids to be able to want to go on and achieve what we've done.
0: I look back, you, you've you've said it there yourself, Wally. Won every trophy there was to win yep. in, in British hockey. Started off with the Crossover Cup, if you remember that great night in the Odyssey. Won the uh, Challenge Cup in your own backyard in, in the Ice Bowl, which is still a real massive highlight for me in terms of my jam watching days. British Knockout Cup, playoffs, leagues, Charlie Shields, played for Great Britain and a local boy from Donald just come good. It must have been, as you say, when you look back on the career now, it must almost be like reading a book about somebody else.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, and you're right there, Davey. You know, it is, it's, you know, I look back now and I go, I have to pinch myself. Was that really me? Did I really did I really yeah. do all that, you know? And it is, it is a bit surreal, you know, you, you, like, my dream was always to play professional ice hockey that was my dream it wasn't about you know winning all those trophies it was about representing like as a kid whenever the, the Odyssey was being built I was like oh my goodness how amazing would it be to play for the Giants and now once? looking back I played 500 yeah once like even just sit on the bench but they play 584 games you know did I ever expect that to happen no way you know that was, you know, to be able to do that and look back on it now. It's, you know, I that I've done everything that I've ever wanted to do. You know, so I have no regrets at all.
0: Can you remember that first one? Can you remember the crossover cup win?
1: He won the league before that, didn't he? Didn't
0: he? I think he won the league <laughs> five six. When was the crossover cup, Simon? I can't remember. I was blocked. Oh, I, I look at what
2: face. He's about to serve you here.
0: Before that, the crossover, <laughs> cup, was, the crossover cup was the first win. That was in. Sorry, David. In, 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 I, Tony's there, se- I think it was in Tony's season, wasn't
2: it? I can't remember. <laughs> Too many hits they have, yeah, but it
0: all?
3: was. team beat Manchester at the Ice Bowl.
0: No, not not the Challenge Cup or the knockout. The the that, crossover cup it? where we played we played Guildford, we played Fife. Roman Gavalier scored the goal and did like the road of boat down center ice and all. And oh, like the broken boat down
3: the middle of the ice. Oh yeah, I uh, remember that. What a what a guy he was, by the way. What a guy. Roman Gavalier, Martin Klemper, smoking a pancake. All he wanted was a smoke a
1: pancake. <laughs> Wally just when you're when you're looking when you're talking about moments like that. You know, you're talking about Clampy, you're talking about Gavalier. You know, looking back at the, we we talk I asked this question of you the other night. Um, and uh, you didn't hesitate to answer the question because we, you know, Davy and I are, are in full agreement with it. Joel wouldn't remember this guy playing, but who was the best guy he ever played with as a giant?
3: Oh hand handstand, just enough. Not not even a contest.
1: What what did he do differently? What What? What was he like in the locker room? What did he do? What, you know, he had a... We all know he had this aura about him. He was just unbelievable. He was...
3: He he just... In practice every day, he was just amazing. His hands, like he would torture you, laugh at you, and then he'd come back and torture you again type of thing, you know? He, uh, he was so... He was the biggest kid in the locker room. But by... God, could he play hockey? Unbelievable! He was tough. He had the best hands. He could skate. He was he was the best all rounder. Played both ends of the rink, never complained. Absolute snap show in the chain room. Um, but what a guy! What
1: a guy! And you're and talking Lee about compl-
3: Emerson. were like, wins.
1: Yeah, you're talking about. Um, he didn't complain. In all fairness, you did enough complaining for everybody, like oh, 100%. I, I don't even look <laughs> that looking back now. I think to
3: myself, oh, man. but you know, that but that was beast, as you know, you know, I think I think it's you know, complain, but it was more. Um, I wanted it, it was the competitive competitiveness in me, you know, I wanted to win. You know, that's the one thing I wanted to do, no matter what game it was or what I want, I wanted to win. You know, and I think that's where I get a wee bit highly strung every day.
2: <laughs> that's, what, that's why we love him. Uh, I actually, I want to throw a curveball here. Uh, something that, uh, if you've been around the club for a few years, you'll, you'll probably know about. Uh, but while you were uh, instrumental in bringing uh, Red Bull Crashed Ice to Stormont, uh, which was probably what. F- five or more years ago now but you also competed in it before that um i went after that announcement happened about the storm one i went digging on youtube and i found you in it can you tell me how on earth that came about and what in the world possessed you okay so true story
3: on this one so bob stewart was asked by people to compete at it um bob was playing for the jack at the time and he says, Oh, I can't do that, but I know a guy that will do it. <laughs> guy from Red Bull, Kevin Carson contacted me and said, Great, would you fancy doing Red Bull Christ Nice? I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Never seen it before, didn't know what it was doing. He was like, Yeah, it's five days away in Austria. Yeah, no problem. Klagenfurt, yeah, you just skate in a hill and skates. Whenever I got there, it wasn't a hill, it was a ski slope. It was like, Oh, it was like. I was like, there's no way I'm doing this, but yeah, I I managed to do it.
2: I was there that night uh, at, at the one at Stormont, uh, and yeah, it was it was like nothing I'd ever seen before. I, I have no idea; I can barely glide forward on a flat surface on a pair of skates. Have no notion how how those boys do it. What an absolutely ridiculous sport! <laughs> but yeah, like it's said, uh, for anybody who uh, for anybody who hasn't seen that, uh, I think still that there's a video of you somewhere in the depths of YouTube competing in that. Um, but but it's one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Sorry, I had to throw that curveball, David.
0: I think I think um, I think Mo did it at the ice ball. and didn't just. Maybe just work out that great for him.
3: <laughs> no, no I, think Mo, I think Mo actually broke his ankle.
0: Uh, he did, uh, in he the did
3: actually. Yeah. I might be this. See, I, I think you're
1: living in Dundonald. Have you ever heard of Wi-Fi? <laughs> oh,
4: He's
2: frozen. I don't care, he's is, a legend. Am, am I cutting
1: up badly? Oh, massively. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Have never heard of Wi-Fi? I don't know. You're a put a
0: jumper on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Graham Walton is coming to us live from 2006. It's all right, don't worry about it. He's a legend. He can do what he wants.
3: I'll see you over my mum and dad's, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> So it's my cheap dad with his cheap wife,
0: eh? Oh, dear.
2: Right, David. Uh,
3: Joel, let, take
0: a couple from Twitter there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, me with one there. Uh, Wally, you obviously got a chance to get into the arena and see this year's team at the weekend there. Uh, Johnny Baxter asks one player, if you can remember, have a think back to who you saw, one player you'd want on your line from this year's team.
3: Uh, Conway.
2: Scott Conway. That's a a fairly common one. Um, uh Teal Tripper, who always comes in with, I also, with great uh, questions. To be honest, sorry. With... Go ahead.
3: Sorry, sorry. Uh, I I was also very impressed with uh Jeff Bond. I think I said it right
2: yep bomber uh yeah i'm a big jeff bomb fan i think he does the simple things and and sort of the the unsung thing unsung things very very well um t-tripper asks out of the 480 games you played was there any players or teams you really enjoyed going up against or left a lasting impression on you uh who who were the guys that you you saw coming out onto the ice for a game and you just knew it was going to be tasty um
3: newcastle
2: was always interesting um
3: So it was, uh, I always enjoyed playing Coventry in Coventry. Um, I think it was just because of the fans that were behind the bench. You didn't know what you were going to get every night. Um, Whitley Bay was also an interesting uh, place to play. Uh, Whenever we played Newcastle, there we probably had a couple of interesting matches in there. Um, Absolutely. uh, Always the big games, you know, the, the Sheffies, the Nottinghams, you know, all those games it's cardiff back in the day
0: back in the wally we're we're gonna wrap this up because the internet connection is absolutely terrible we're gonna have to have you back on when when you you know you upgrade yourself to 3g it's been an absolute (laughs) pleasure having you on and and, you know, we appreciate, what, just what, what in, in closing I guess. Now, I, I remember the picture of you handing over the, the 585 shirt to shares whenever he passed it. Gary's just passed it and, and gone on. You said records are there to be broken, but you must be very proud of everything you did in the Belfast Giants and GB jersey.
3: Oh, 100 percent, Dave. You know, I've, you know, as I said before, I've got no regrets. Uh, the best 10 years that I could ever wish for. And, uh you know, and I just, you know, Gary's obviously passed it now. I wish him every success going forward and hopefully can add another couple of hundred games onto it, you know. But, uh yeah, as, as I said, records are there to be broken. So best of luck to all the guys that, you know, passed me and the rest of the guys.
0: Wally, thank you so much. Listen, mate, we'll see you down at the rink as soon as possible.
3: Thanks, guys. Take care of yourselves. Cheers, Wally.
1: Very thanks,
2: very
0: thanks man. Thanks, Wally. Legend. Bye. Absolutely. I'll get a the
3: internet
2: connection. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even Congrats. care. I don't even care. I'll wait half a minute for a Graham Walton response. I don't care. I
0: know. I thought it was Texan Cesar going, is he in the outback or somewhere? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, bit of a, just, a, just a bit of a delay there. So we apologize for that. We're, we're going to have to have Wally back on again. Th- these guys have played for us. Through the early 2000s into the you know into the into the 2010s, 12s were the guys we grew up as Belfast Giants fans with. Obviously, we were hockey fans before the Giants came along, and then these guys came along, and especially the Belfast ones. Your most downtown Robbie Bryan, all these guys that came along, you know, and, and they got we got to live vicariously through them. They were our Belfast boys playing for our Belfast team, and you know, there's an element of jealousy there because we wanted to be them. But um, listen, thank Wally, Joel. No, actually, before we do that, we shall move on. And we have Sizz got himself down to um, training today. And as if by magic. Warmed up okay? Yeah, sorry if I'm shivering. I'm I'm still recovering
5: from my cold tub. And now you got got me out here on the ice. Murphy session. It's uh, it's a, a lot cool. warmer in the dressing room, it's what a you're lot saying, warmer. but anyway. Absolutely, no, you're absolutely right.
1: <laughs> Rainer, three and three of the weekend. Um, boys get the extra day off today. There's an optional skate. Darcy's out skating with a couple of other boys as well, Rowan.
5: Uh, but, you know, it's a, a three and three is always tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's just a lot of volume, right? So um, I think, uh, you know, of course, we got the result we want on the weekend. We've got today to use it as we need, as we as we see fit. And so, yeah. Guys on the ice, guys in the cold tub, guys stretching out, guys seeing Barb. And, uh, yeah, uh, fortunately for myself, it's I'm feeling good after the weekend. And, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, upcoming games, the big ones.
6: Yeah, some big ones coming up. We we'll want to put some of the Gilliford games first of all. You know, when you take them as a collective,
1: um, obviously you've got the six points, which is, you know, Great for the for the unit, great for the team, um, but some you know good individual performance over the weekend as well. Scoring from all
5: uh, you know all lines on the defense side of things as well. It was, it was just a solid performance all weekend. Solid performance, you know, one bite at a time, one step at a time. So basically, the mentality coming in, um, you know, fortunately for us, we were at home to start that trip and then went to Guilford, and so you know, a tough building for them to come into, and you know we've been playing really well both on the road and at home, and. You know, we just, we just do what we do. Right? And so we, uh, one game at a time, one shift at a time, and you're ready, and, you know, we, we keep rolling.
1: Sheffield this weekend, um, first versus second. A week ago, it was the other way around, um, second versus first, but when you when you look at it, we know what we're up against this weekend. We have scored a settle from the, the only game that we played last season when we basically didn't turn up. You know, they, they sort of came out and dominated us over the... Uh, over the, especially over the first period in Sheffield, there back in October.
5: Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a long time ago. There's a lot that's happened since then. We've learned from a lot of mistakes since then. Um, but yeah, you got two teams coming together. Who you know, I think if you look at both of our win percentages, <laughs> upwards of eighty percent win percentages for both clubs, and so uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, we're excited for it. We're feeling prepared for it. Uh, we still have this week to prepare for it, and. Um, yeah, it's a good challenge for us and uh, ultimately, ultimately given how the race is, it's gonna come down to the games against that team. Everybody wants to be top of the table. Um, we've managed to get there for the first time this season at
1: the weekend, but mm-hmm. it's one of those ones where it's, uh, I don't think the boys are paying any attention to it at the minute because there's still a long way to go.
5: Yeah, that, it's as long as we go, I don't know exactly how many games we have left to go, but uh, you know, given how tight the thing you know, the race is, You know, if we have a bad weekend, that uh, could really cost us. So, every game is so important. Every game this entire season has been so important, Uh, and every game will remain to be as important. So, like I said, similar to the Guilford weekend, three and three, one game at a time, one shift at a time.
1: Darcy, um, you've got a couple of games under belt, five or six games under your belt now after um
6: you know it's been a, a difficult season for you um starting to feel back to yourself again and yeah it's been uh you know just kind of taking it day by day but starting to feel better each with each game and uh getting back into it so hopefully a couple more uh good skates throughout this week and next week and uh be back into pretty good form i think
1: three and three um at the weekend where it's um always tough you're picking up more minutes every single week and uh um, the weekend, I'd say, 3-3 three and three is always tough, especially coming back from an injury.
6: Yeah, it was obviously a really tough weekend for us, but I think it just shows how good our team is. You know, you can beat the same team three times in one weekend, uh, you're doing something right. And I think we got a really good group, a lot of depth, and uh, we're really hard to play against.
1: pushing yourself right out for escape this morning with uh, Deco, um, and Adam's certainly put you through your paces.
6: Yeah, just kind of getting more touches, obviously. Uh, some guys, we had a day off today, but it was nice just to get a little skating in and uh, feel better t- for tomorrow. Uh,
1: not today. Not
6: today, <laughs> but, no. Um And obviously Dicko was out with you as
1: well. He's uh, He's been, he's gonna, gonna feel it tonight for sure. Yeah,
6: Dicko was, uh, got a good workout in today, so <laughs> he'll have to rest up for tomorrow. You, we're going to get down a stretch
1: here very well. We're, we're basically starting to get down a stretch now. Sheffield, Steelers up this weekend. First versus second. Um, it was the other way around last week when the Steelers were sitting top for such a long time. They have been playing very, very well. Um, and maybe they had a, had a bit of a stumbling block with injuries and what have you over the last couple of weeks. But uh, we need to take one game at a time. And um, I'm sure it's going to be very difficult this weekend.
6: Yeah, I mean, obviously this weekend, it like goes without saying it's a pretty big weekend. But obviously uh, this stage in the game, every, every game of throughout the rest of the way is going to be just as important as the next one. So it's just kind of taking one game at a time and uh, doing the best we can to get wins. Thanks Darcy. Cheers.
1: Um, Adam Keith, Tuesday morning, Um, after a six point weekend. I'm sure you're obviously it's an optional skate today, um, but I'm sure you're very happy with the performances and the results and and obviously the points of the
4: weekend. Yeah, it was huge for us. Obviously we got some help out of town in terms of the standings, but uh, we really focus on our job and uh, the guys did their job this weekend, so it was nice to see. Uh, we we spoke the after the game on Saturday night, so we got the review on Friday and Saturday. Obviously, Sunday's game
1: um, away in Guildford. They came out flying. Um, uh, obviously, they want to you know make up for losing the four points in the, the previous two games. But uh, obviously, again, coming out with a four three win, it's, uh, it's vital.
4: Yeah, I thought the guys stuck with it. You know, I think we didn't feel our best early on, um, but I thought by the third period, guys had, had found their legs and. Uh, it was a full team effort from then and then uh, obviously some very big, timely goals scoring, huge special teams. So it was good.
1: You've you've got up absolute this morning. doing a couple of extra things with with Darcy. I know obviously he's been um, you know he's missed a lot of time this year, but uh, good to see him out there, and and uh, you're working him hard.
4: Yeah, I think obviously on Sunday I didn't get them uh, out there as much as I would have liked to. So it's it's important to get some touches here today and get some confidence for for the weekend. Obviously a big weekend, and we need everybody. Talk us through your Michigan move right behind the net. Yeah, I was just trying to give Andy some confidence. There was too much snow on the blade here to be doing that, but any other time it was was connecting.
1: And just finally, Sheffield this weekend. um, Potentially two of the biggest games of the season, and I know you don't look ahead past the first one, but um, the Steelers uh, beating us comfortably back in uh, late October. Um, I'm sure the boys have still got that in their mind.
4: Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen them in a long time, and they're a much different team and also obviously, we got to review the tape. But uh, like I said, our focus has been on us, and I think if we are, if we get the best of of the Belfast Giants and everybody's pulling the rope, I'm confident uh, we'll have some success this weekend. Want to
1: try and fill the barn this weekend. Um, it's going to be two big, two big, big games, and and obviously they're going forward to a cup final next week. But you know, starting this weekend, we need the fans to come out and support us.
4: Yeah, it's huge. I mean, those six men out there for us, and they provide that extra energy. Uh, I think anytime you see this building full, the, the atmosphere is electric, and uh, that brings out the best in our players. And uh, I know that firsthand. So um, obviously, it's going to be a big weekend, a big week of hockey. Uh, get down and support. I'll see you there.
0: Thanks, Adam. Boys, just before you go on the news. A couple of weeks ago, I was obviously off on holiday in Tenerife. You didn't say. But what do you see? <laughs> yes! Let's go! <laughs> Bonsoir. Turn monsieur. your phone
4: around. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Ta- Thanks, sis. How, how, how you doing, doing Paddy? Do you
0: want to uh, just tell us how the ski is?
4: It's... Um... <laughs> I can't actually hear you guys. I don't know what's going on with the system, but it's, um, it's very cold here in Val d'Isere, and uh, it's, uh, t- I'm delighted to be part of the show, so thanks for, um, thanks for inviting me on. The- no problem. And that was a little <laughs> snippet from
0: Patrick Smith, who, who can't hear us, so we can't ask him any questions, unfortunately. But um, and if you can hear me, Patty, text me, mate. I don't know what to do after this. Um, John, <laughs> hit us hit us with the yeah. news. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> no problem. Uh par, man? That's go. what par feels like. <laughs> He's drunk
6: on par. Paddy's just drunk on pipes. <laughs>
2: um, last Wednesday in the Premier Sports Elite League. The Coventry Blaze shot out the Nottingham Panthers at the Skydome by five goals to nil. And the Five Flyers stunned the league by taking a 5-3 victory over the Sheffield Steelers. Um, Your Giants obviously diced the flames 6-2 in the only game on Friday and then repeated it on Sunday with a 5-1 win. Elsewhere on Saturday, the Dundee Stars took another point from the Steelers in front of over 7,000 Steelers fans uh, in Sheffield. Not only that... They did it with backup goaltender Brython Priest between the pipes, making his first start of the season with 31 saves and three of four pen shots saved. Uh, what, what a night for him and no doubt his family. Uh, Manchester defeated Nottingham 7-4 at the Drizzle Dome, coming from behind no less than three times before taking a third period lead. The Glasgow clan came away from Kirkcaldy with rivalry bragging rights, beating the Flyers 5-2, and the Blaze blanked the Devils 3-0 at Skydome. On Sunday, Euro-Belfast Giants clinched the six point weekend with that 4-3 win in Guilford. But meanwhile, the Panthers took a measure of revenge on manchester defeating them 5-2 at the nic uh cardiff picked up their only points of the weekend with a 3-1 win over glasgow the flyers needed overtime to take two points from the coventry blaze in scotland and the dundee Scot- the dundee stars excuse me and brighton priest did it again recording a four-point weekend against the steelers at the dia with a 2-1 win in overtime Calvis Ozals, I think, with the winning par play goal in the 63rd minute with Evan Mosey in the box for Holden. Um, Stand-ins, David, do you have a wee graphic for me this week?
0: Oh, for goodness sake, I probably. Go on,
2: son. Uh, what an absolutely unbelievable weekend for the Dundee Stars uh, and for more Pasha playing with, with their backup goaltender um, with Adam Morrison out this weekend. Um, just absolutely incredible, which is, uh, as we will see, changed a wee bit on the table. Um, Your Belfast Giants now sit top of the table with 66 points from 41 games played. The Sheffield Steelers slip into second place with 64 from 40 ahead of, obviously, as was mentioned there, a potentially season-defining 1v2 doubleheader in Belfast this weekend. Get your tickets now. You do not want to miss this weekend at the SSC Arena. The Cardiff Devils have officially joined the Giants and Steelers in the playoffs, so congrats for that. But they have drifted off the pace in third with 59 points from 43 games played. And again, we go back to the games played. That's two more than Belfast and three more than Sheffield, which gets more and more significant. Um, as, as the season runs in. Nottingham remain fourth with 42 points from 41 games, and the Glasgow clan have narrowed the gap between fourth and fifth to six points with 36 from 37 games played. However, uh, this table is unbelievable in the bottom half. Uh, hot on their tails are the Coventry Blaze with 35 from 36, the Dundee Stars with 35 from 37, and the Guildford Flames, who you saw all weekend, with 34 from 40 games played. So just two points now separate fifth and eighth. Um, there is a gap opening beneath that coveted eighth spot for, for playoff cont- tension as the manchester storm sit ninth with 29 points from 40 games and the flyers to be fair to them now have made some ground in the basement with 25 from 39 games played what a season boys um i'll look really briefly just at a couple of bits of news um the continental cup finals happened uh during the past week EIHL referee Liam Sewell was selected to referee the finals this past weekend, which took place in Alborg, Denmark. This year's final featured only three teams instead of the usual four, as Belarusian side HK Gomel did not participate due to the current IIHF suspension of teams from Russia and Belarus. And uh, you might remember the Euro-Belfast Giants defeating Gomel 5-0 at the Continental Cup in Belfast back in 2019. Uh, Polish side Krakow overcame the hosts, the Alborg Pirates, and Kazakhstan's Saryarka Karaganda, spent all afternoon practicing that to take the 2022 title. Uh, only other thing this weekend but adopts Coventry Blaze head coach Danny Stewart was fined and suspended for one game following incidents in Coventry's Co- Coventry's game against the Steelers on the 27th of February um, the EIHL's own disciplinary committee which deals with issues that quote fall outside of the scope of the Department of Player Safety took time to assess the reports from the game and came to its final decision Wednesday morning um, they did say that at that point they didn't feel it was appropriate to suspend a head coach on the morning his team had a game without prior warning um, they, they played uh, that evening, that Wednesday evening and Stewart served his suspension on 5th of march against cardiff which the coventry blaze won 3-2 zip and that is your news not patrick smith david mjimsy
0: let's just keep pressing on boys 55 minutes we could be on for a record here nice this week this weekend it really doesn't get any bigger than this there's revenge in 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 the air as well we owe them says from the first game that we played in sheffield can't get too carried away with with trying to settle scores but you know just first shift we've got to be right on it here this weekend
1: yeah i don't, don't really like the word revenge but you know, you know we, I mean? we've got a, we've got a point to prove um you know that that last game against them when we played in sheffield we, we weren't good enough no, that's simple uh i think there's a lot of guys that were very disappointed the way the game ended up the score ended up uh, the performance um and you know we uh, you know, I listened to Rainer there in the interviews as well, and and they you know point over that as well. There's been a lot of hockey played since then. There's been a lot of changes in Sheffield. Don't know what lineup they're going to put out, but that that's that's not get away from this, Davey. They're going to be still, they're still going to be a good team. They've been solid all season. They've come up with points. They play right to the very end. Um, it's one of them ones that, that you could probably count on one hand the many games that they've given up on this year. Um, or they've been dominated there, there's not very many so it's going to be a very very tough weekend the Friday night game is going to be crucial you know we, we played three and three last weekend I know that our boys are going to be well up for this I know that they're going to um, come out and they are going to come out flying and it's one of them ones where we're hoping that we're going to get the right result on Friday night but it, they, they even look at the, the Dundee games against Sheffield last weekend Sheffield still picked up two points mm-hmm. because they went the overtime and they went the shootout so you know it's it's crucial that you know, when you're when you're playing the likes of Sheffield and, and listen, J- Joel mentioned there about Cardiff, you know, they're they're slipping away. They're they're not out of list yet either. There's still a lot of hockey to play. there's still a lot of people, a lot of teams that you can slip up against. The every single team in this league now can beat any other team on any given night. So let's not get carried away. Yes, it's great being top of the table. Yes, it's where you want to be. Of course it is. That's where you want to be on the uh what date is it? 16th of April, you if we're, it's, we're at midnight on the 16th of April. Mm-hmm. If we're top of the table, you'll find me lying on a corner somewhere. <laughs> and that's, that's basically when I'll take it on board. So that's the most important part of it. But there's a long, long way to go in this season.
0: And it starts on Friday night. Joel, obviously we talk about the top three teams in the league in the standings: Belfast Giants, Sheffield and Cardiff Devils. I don't think anybody could argue that they've all had exceptional seasons. We've all had bumps in the track as well. Sheffield have just been getting it done. And even Simon says, even though they came up with two overtime losses or one one penalty shot loss at the weekend, they still got it done and that they managed to take half the points that were available at the weekend.
2: Yeah, exactly. You're looking at a team that actually has won less regulation loss than us this season. To to lose in regulation six games over the course of forty is a serious, serious team. They're a team that uh, you know, a, a sort of would would be in touch and would follow a few Steelers fans, and I know that they're particularly kind of injury hit at the minute. Um, and it's definitely not one to take lightly. And it's no disrespect to the Dundee Stars as well. You know, we we're saying those are surprise results. Yeah, uh, we, we we do not take sheffield lightly at all um it's it's one v two it's it's for my money anyway and and you're right i agree says you know cardiff are are not out of it until it's over um and we've got a massive final against them down the road which i'm sure we'll talk about at some point in the future but um at the minute it's it's the two best teams uh, in the uk this year and my goodness they are phenomenal teams Both of these sides, the Giants and the Steelers, are doing what they need to do to clinch a title. Um, There's barely anything separating the two. So um, I think that the fans, I think that that the Belfast Giants fans need to play their part this weekend. Um, you, You have heard so many times over the past few years on those nights when it really counts, whenever that building is thundering. And I've asked players, I've kind of taken an interest in it this year especially the guys who have played behind closed doors last year and whatever else, how much of a difference it makes whenever the barn is full of your fans. They're passionate and they're loud and they're roaring you on. And don't count it out. It's not just something you say for PR to sell tickets. It changes the game if you have a massive crowd that are hot and they're behind you. So the Giants fans, the Teal Army, are going to have to come into that building. and back there, boys, from the very start. The weekend that I keep getting in my head when I think about this weekend is obviously that... that uh, Double header against Sheffield in 2011-2012. Um, slightly further on in the season, that actually clinched the title for the Giants. But that's that's the atmosphere, that's the meaning, uh, and that's the sort of importance that we all need to come into this weekend with uh, and, and make sure and get loud and get behind the boys. But um, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to try and, and make a prediction. Uh, if, if the Giants show up, it's going to be a serious, serious weekend. Um, and I'm, I'm, I've been terrified ever since the final buzzer on Sunday, to be honest. will be turning up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's Simon, all I need Simon,
0: Simon, last word on Friday. I'm not even interested really, particularly as you'll not be on in Saturday night until Friday's over. You heard Kiefer, Rayner, Darcy, Joel. Everybody's had a go at it. Rally pants on Friday night. Get the barn filled boys.
1: 100%. The boys will be ready to go on Friday night. You know, they're, they've are got an extra day off today. Three and three at the weekend. Well rested. A couple of boys come in my first skate this morning. Uh, Darcy, Bush and Deco. There's a few boys working out in the gym, um, hot tub, and what have you. I think a couple of guys went golfing. You know, it's, it's good to get away from the rink. So uh, back to work tomorrow morning, and uh, they'll be ready
0: to go on Friday night. Boys, I think we might have completed AVFTB 08-03-22, <sighs> apart from any other business. Do you, you know what? Yeah, there's been a few people have tested positive over the last
1: couple of weeks, and I we haven't really done anything about it because it's, you know, it's not going away, you know. Um, But, you know, for anybody that's feeling sick, and I know one or two people that that have tested positive in the last few days, I hope you're okay. Um, You know, the one thing I can't reiterate enough, and I know it's happening, is that see if you test positive, please, please, please don't come to the rink. Don't come to the arena. There's people that are still coming to the arena when they test positive. We want you in the arena. We want you at every single game, but not when you're testing positive. You've got to keep yourself safe. You've got to keep everybody else safe, but it's imperative that if you test positive, please, please, please watch the webcast. Don't come to the rink and keep everybody else in mind.
2: Yep, the only other thing is a big happy birthday to Steve Thornton. Um, I didn't catch his age, but he probably wouldn't want that announced anyway. <laughs> big happy birthday to Steve. Uh, a big part of the engine room of the Belfast Giants, and obviously a Giants legend in his own right. Uh, really, really great guy, and um, a lot, lot of good things to say about Steve, so I hope he's had a really, really good day, and that's all for me. Other Paddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go, boys. We've made it three this Friday and Saturday night. If you can't get down to the SSE Arena, have a really, really good reason, but if you can't, you can tune in to Simon on Jazz TV. chat who are you with, Simon?
1: I'm with Big Neil Russell on Friday night. Oh, formerly of this parish. Um, Neil Russell on Friday night. And at the minute I've got Graham Walton on Saturday, but um there might be a wee issue there. So um, uh, you're gonna have
2: to wait forty-five seconds before he answers.
5: <laughs>
1: well I might have to. Um
0: so well, I'm sure Neil Russell will jump in on Saturday night. If it's a real problem. He loves it. Uh, I'm sure you will. But listen, boys, first of all, thank you very much to Adam Keefe, to Kevin Ryan, to Darcy Murphy, Darcy. to the absolute legend that is uh, Simon Kitchen, to Joel Neil, and of course, <laughs> to uh, Graham Walton. Boys, thanks very much. We've done it.
2: Well done, David, mate. Well done. You were partly wherever you hole, are mate. this
0: weekend. We hope you enjoy your hockey, and we'll catch you next time. What of you from the bridge? <laughs> <laughs>